In a world with entirely too many shows about cars, this is another pointless automotive podcast. And we're back! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... I like how that was a question. Yeah, it was a question. (laughs) Another pointless automotive podcast with your host, Chadwick and... Frank. <laughs> Let me be frank. What? What? Uh, what's new? Uh, you know, probably a not, lot. Not much. It's been a long last, time since we've discussed. Yeah, the last five minutes since we talked. You're ruining it. Oh, God, the continuity. You're breaking the fourth wall or something. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. That's what they tell me. That's um, what what's do. going on, man? Uh, you know, same old shit. Yeah. We're spraying. We're spraying. Definitely a different day. We're spraying clear coat here in the. Uh, you, oh, you already popped yours, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I love you. I'm very, I'm very ahead of the game. Um, Cheers, Montreal. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, outside of huffing um, fumes in your shop here, my eyes are actually watering, but that's okay. Oh, I thought you were emotional. um, A little bit of both. I'm I'm emotional when it comes to getting high off and influence. Um, (laughs) It's pretty potent. What's up? Yeah, it's it's mildly concerning. Um, If, if, yeah, if there's like several minutes of silence in the middle of this podcast. um, Yeah. You know, keep listening. Some of our best content, bro. <laughs> exactly. Is that actual cricket? You're listening to Paint Actually Dry. Um, what? Uh, what's What's going on? What uh, What do we want to talk about today? Well, bro, you uh, you came up with a good good topic that I think would be super fun. I did. You know what spurred it on, actually? What's that? So this For past <laughs> weekend, I went to a a Haggerty hosted Carson Coffee in. My, my town of Martinez, really close to where I live. I took the kid there, cool. kind of on a whim. And it's at a place that I've never been inside of. It's called the Cobra Experience. <laughs> um, and it's not uh, a huge terrarium full of poisonous snakes. Uh, that was my it first is, guess. It is exactly. <laughs> G.I. G- maybe a G.I. Joe, like, interactive. Yeah, uh, exactly. you get to be Cobra. Cobra Kai experience? <laughs> oh no, but... Um, and it's, it's all about, basically, I think it's like a couple of local rich guys are really into, like, Ford performance vehicles and Cobras from, oh. like, the 60s. And Good so they, they opened up a, quote-unquote, automotive museum called the Cobra Experience. Oh, okay. And I thought, like, oh, they're going to have, like, three, like, Cobras in here and then, like, a replica and, like, a bunch of fruit fruit stuff. It's going to be kind of lame. Right. Well, it's actually very nice and very cool. They have, like, actual, like... Like GT, they have like GT40 in there with like a, with actual racing provenance. Several, like multiple, like I don't know how many cars there are in total, but probably like twenty five to thirty. I'm sorry, I love the the reimagined early our mid two thousands GT for GT, but that oh. GT40 when you see one in person is they're yeah. so cool. They're so small. small. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's and ridiculous. so they have. I mean, they have like actual like super cobras and original cobras a couple of um sunbeam tigers original sunbeam tiger oh cool and they have all this stuff and they do like they have a theater in there you can tell that damn the guys that have this that put this together they, they've got pockets yeah and they spent it retired in their 40s yeah and it's 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 actually generally really cool they've got like they've got like indie motors on stands and things like that but that's they, cool they do you go and they do like a, an 18 minute video presentation you walk into a theater and there's like effects oh, and like cool. crazy stuff. And so you got actual theater seating. Like they, they did a good job. And um, it made me think of the, the, the Ford, Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Which I almost said at the beginning of the episode. Exactly. And that's kind of um, what brought me to think about what we kind of want to talk about, which is what if you and I, we each pick a couple of manufacturers. Oh boy. Right? Like, um, like Daewoo and um tata or whatever and we each we each pick two manufacturers and one of us has to choose one and then explain why oh. we choose that manufacturer over the other one um do you want do you want to fire at me first i put this on the table okay i was the one that that kind of set this rubric but i will let you challenge me first and, and pick two manufacturers which one <clears> i prefer <throat> and why i prefer that this is Never, I, might, I might not even have a good reason. I might just, you know. Oh, yeah, we don't. We don't I like the spelling better. That's for sure. No, for sure. <laughs> Here we go, man. Two of our fallen favorites oh, is what right. I call this matchup. Ooh, so I, think, I think I might. I think one of them's on the wall over there. And I think just the one, but continue. Is there, isn't there? We're going to go, actually, we're going to go Saab. Okay. I thought that was. Versus yeah. Pontiac. Ooh. 
It's gonna, you're going to have to hurt someone you love in this Boy, situation. There's, they ah. could not be any different. True. But you um, love them nonetheless. Boy, I think I'm going to... I've only owned one of each of these. Although the Pontiac was... I owned it way longer, and it's really not even a Pontiac. Well, the same can be said Because it's a Bob. It's a Bob. Did I say Bob? <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> the the, the influence, my friends. Um, it's a, it's an and the Saab, accent. and the Saab I own. Well, no, because I owned a fake Saab. I owned you did the, the WRX, but I also owned a real Saab for like two weeks. I had a, a nine hundred convertible. Good enough. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Saab on this one. Ooh. Defend yourself. The reason I'm going with Saab on this one is outside of very very end run Saab that I don't really want to talk about. Um. A lot of Pontiac was a brand engineering exercise. Certainly not their greatest hits. Their greatest hits, you know, obviously GTO. Mm. Um, but the GTO shared a lot of parts with other of other GM intermediates. Um, you've got not talking about the the Pontiac Le Mans from the eighties. Oh, um, still my heart. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go Saab because Saab is. Far weirder. And I if if I had to pick a direction I would want to go in the automotive landscape, I tend to skew towards weird and unusual. Yeah. And everything they touched, every direction they went in was kind of counter to what the rest of the industry was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, they were into the safety thing, but different than Volvo. And they, they pioneered had, safety, really, front wheel drive. Like passive They did the front wheel drive, but even that they did way different. Like the bottom, the transmission was effectively the oil pan, and the clutch was in the front. And the A pillars had like reinforcement clear down to the bottom of the firewall. Yep. And they looked, they had the weird clamshell patchy early turbo stuff. Yep. Um, you know, they had two stroke production cars way longer than probably anyone had any business doing it. Right. Um, V4s, you have the Sonnet, you have the nine, the 9,000, which is a really cool car. And I would love to own one so of those, cool. um, with those 2.3 turbo motors that they ran through everything. Um, while Pontiac was cool in their own right, but far more traditional. Um, you know, and you had like wide track stuff and you had like eight lug Grand Prix and you had, um, but a lot of their hits, a lot of the late later hit stuff, 80s, 90s, 2000s, when they, when they kicked the bucket, were brand engineering. Yeah. Were rebranded other other ones, which is not necessarily their fault, but more just an overarching GM problem. Um, but, you know, so in that regard, it's, it's the brand monikers had it kind of had the, the baby thrown out with the bathwater when it comes to like GM platform sharing. So if I had to pick one, I think Saab is more, it's weirder, it's more pure. Up until the very last dredges of GM ownership, which again, it's a GM problem. Yeah, that's why I picked them. GM yeah. had heavy hands in both of these. Yeah, and, and but well, at least yeah, and, and both of their demises ultimately. So, um, I'm going Saab. All right. So I'm not going to do Ford versus Ferrari. I want to come. I'm going to. I'm going to bring. Actually, before we do that, do you, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that Saab? It's Saab a tough one, and I picked this one because it is such a tough one. Because uh, I do, even though Pontiac was brand engineering at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought the Firebird was cooler than the Camaro. Yeah. They went out there. They had the Fiero. They had the Aztec. Here's they, the thing. Controversial point on my part. I'm going to say I like the first-gen Camaro better than the first-gen Firebird. But basically, mm-hmm. beyond that, the Firebird's better. First-gen, the Camaro's better than the Firebird. Yeah. After that, in every iteration, the, the, the Firebird is the superior vehicle. Yeah, we should That's have bought WS6s when they were six or seven grand. Dude, we? what a cool car. What a cool car. What a badass oh, car. Dude, and I'm not into, I'm not badass car guy, but like... It's a badass car. It's a badass car. I do like Pontiac. I do like... Oh, boy. And their Australian stuff. Like, the GTO is pretty fantastic. Yeah. The G8 GXP with yeah. only a six-speed manual. Yeah. God, Solstice. Man. Yeah. So all I of those agree. are brain engineering exercises. Exactly. Though. And then I, here's the thing though. I love Saab. I love the hatchback turbo quirky safe stuff, mm-hmm. but I also love GM influenced Saab because there's two different levels, right? There's GM owned a stake of Saab and then they pretty much own Saab. Yeah. Uh, but 
I did like the Sabaru, like you said, sure. which was basically a rebadge Subaru. Mm-hmm. I do like the Turbo X, which was like their all-wheel drive turbo one that was yeah. super rare in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also still like the GM-owned subs, like the 9.3s at the time, like the early 2000s. I still yeah. think those look great. I think they're yeah. timeless. They actually um, drive pretty well. What about the Vigans? I think Vigans are fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Like that, something about that car having 230 horsepower through the front wheels of the mm-hmm. turbo. And having, yeah. And having the big emblazoned on the seats and the yeah, little bags. big, but, like chunky three spoke wheels. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give Saab the nod on this, but uh, it's close. I, both of these makers I, I love. Yeah. You know, they did, they did some crazy stuff, did some cool design stuff with GM. Yeah. Their demise, but also like while they're under GM, both did some pretty cool stuff. We build yeah. driving exciting. They did. Pontiac yeah. did. They uh, did. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll give Saab the nod on that one. How's about... So we started off talking Ford and Ferrari. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari. What about the What about the in-house rivals? Are you? Do you consider yourself... And I'm going to say this very loosely because neither of us, to my knowledge, have owned any of these. Ooh. Would you go Ferrari or are you more Lam- Lambo guy? Ferrari, Ferrari bro or... or I guess they're both bros. What yeah, they're both bros. Uh, dude, I'm team Land Ferrari. Bro. I'm team Ferrari, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, to me, I, I do like the early, like the, obviously the Countach Diablos are very cool, iconic cars. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari. God, the Diablo is cool. I know. But the GTO Ferraris were gorgeous. Um, the later yeah. ones, like who doesn't want to test a Rosa? Sure. It's a gorgeous looking car. Uh, but like the the newer Ferrari, like I want a, a love Ferrari, which is just this outrageous yeah, hybrid performance yeah, monster. Yeah, and it just looks out of this world. Uh, yeah, I just I something about Ferrari. I needed in Ferrari red with the you know the camel leather interior. Um, it's just something timeless about that. I just like them uh, Lamborghini, sure. especially when I got absorbed by Volkswagen thoroughly. Yeah, I think changed a lot. They got a lot more like safer all wheel drive. You like, don't want a Urus. No. Or what was the Ferrari? The love. The, the, the new one? The, the no, no, the, the old one. The love, the something Gonda. What was the Ferrari SUV? I'm well, right you're thinking there. of a LaForza, yes. which isn't actually a Ferrari. What was a tractor? Which Ferrari SUV? Made, right? Well, sure. Well, Lamborghini made tractors. Porsche made tractors. That's right. They made tractors. No, but something about Ferrari, man. Uh, they had the best gated shifters back in the day. There's something about a Ferrari with a gated shifter. Very, uh, just... More pure Italian exotic design. And I like the 430. I think a 430 Scuderia or Scuderia or however Italian. Scud- Scuderia. Scuderia. Yeah. I like a 430 Scuderia. Yeah. Gotta say it. Scuderia. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, I but you say, are. I, He's no, about I to. Think He's about to say I'm wrong. No. Because I think if, I, if you were gun to my head, I think I would pick Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari. But I think... Um, there are certain Lamborghinis that I think are really cool. Yes. Like an Espada is a weird, cool car. Yeah. Um, a Diablo was kind of really the poster child. The F1, yeah. But like just, you know, the the, the, the Diablo was such a poster poster. Mm. Child. And the Mira is gorgeous. Mira is, you can argue. So much smaller. You can argue, too, I mean, in real life. I think if you had to round up a hundred random car dudes yeah. and say, choose the most beautiful car of all time, I'm willing to bet the Mira wins that. Yeah. If it's not packed, parked next to a Jaguar E-Type, maybe. Jaguar E-Type would be in the running. Um, Those two next to each other would be pretty gorgeous, right? Oof. What a garage. Yeah. Stick a Toyota 2000 GT in there. <laughs> um, but I think... So I think some of the, I think if it was purely cars to cars, I would almost say Lamborghini. But Hmm. because there's some Ferraris I'm not a huge fan of. I actually, I really, I think my least favorite Ferrari is a Daytona. I'm not a big fan of the date, like the seventies Daytona front Hmm. engine V12. I mean, on paper it's good. I just, I don't think they look particularly well. I like the FF. Um, I think an FF is really cool. I don't think it looks all that great. Oh, I like how they look. Um, but but a guy. There are like, there are, and here's the thing: I'm not a come at me in the comments or whatever. Yeah. I don't. 
if I had to pick stereo, like stereotypical oh, Ferrari go. guy or stereotypical Lamborghini guy, I don't think I want to really truly be associated with either <laughs> either fan base. Um, I'm gonna give Ferrari the nod. exactly, but I would give Ferrari the nod. Yeah, on that, uh, just because there's less like full wrap vape nation <laughs> out of the Ferrari crew. Welcome YouTube to my crew. mansion. Check out my new Lambo. Exactly. It's I got a fresh like urban camo wrapped yeah. and I've got like my local pizza joint sponsored my hood. Salvage title, and, bro. Yeah. But you know, but it's cool. Cause I got a guy. Um, it's so going to wash the title out of state. Are so you, like, I don't, I, I think Ferrari? I'm going to go. I think I am going okay. Ferrari, but it's a, it's a narrow margin. Yeah. And I think, it's almost tied. I think the fan base is actually what pushes me over, which okay. sucks to say because it's like they're both they Indeed. both make incredible cars, and so it should be based purely on like the vehicles. Mm. But in my opinion, it's not. It's it's going to be. I think the fan base kicks it over, and I know good people that own Lamborghini. But yeah, um, yeah. and one of them at least, maybe two of them, are probably listening. Forty um, percent of our listener base. So yeah, I think. Um, Look, it's not like we we disown the other. The other one we choose, right? We're just picking. Yeah, it's not like the other preferred. one gets wiped off the earth. Yeah. Um, or do they? I don't know. Who are we? The I'm power a, of the podcast. I'm an Escort GT enthusiast. That's right. Well, do you, how, how about this? Do you have any other? Any other? I got a good one for you. You got a good one for me. Rivalry time. Ooh, okay. Subaru. Okay. Versus Mitsubishi. I was going to come at you with this one. Ah, um, I knew you were. I know. Uh, <sighs> it's a tough um, one, Frank. This is real tough. It's tough because Frank wants a 22B. Mitsubishi, well, he, he would well, love a 22B. Guys. I would love a 22B. I don't want to spend. I'm not, I'm not playing in that. I'm just saying one shows up in your garage. In one shows up in your garage based on your choice here. Here's the thing: is <laughs> Mitsubishi peaked far earlier than Subaru did. Mm. Um, Mitsubishi late 80s to late 90s. Galant versus Legacy, incredible. Yeah. But Subaru didn't really hit their stride, at least here in North America, until oh, right about yeah. the downturn of Fair enough. of Mitsubishi. Because yeah. really, by the time the WRX and everything was out, which oh, is too. really yep. when when they were hitting on all cylinders, pun intended, was really Mitsubishi all four only flat Mitsubishi purely had the Montero, mm-hmm. and they had the Evo, which are both great in their own right. But the rest of the lineup effectively completely and utterly forgettable or unforgivable mm. you know because yeah. you had the third gen eclipse oh. and fourth gen eclipse you had rental special galants outlander you had yeah the, the early outlander and the endeavor yeah. yeah the endeavor is what what took place at the montero sport right and so and it hasn't they've gained they've gained no traction in 20 years They've, if anything, they've gone. Well, they've gone. They've yeah. gone farther off oh, yeah. cliff. Versus Subaru, say what you will, they came to the party later. Some of their early stuff was cool. The, the rest of the, is cool. The, the rest of the world stuff. Worked, the loyals. Though. Like you're talking Correct. purely U.S. Yeah. market. Yeah. yeah. Um, U.S. market. We were but even then, like even like a GL10 wagon was kind of dope. The XT. Yeah, the XT coupes. The Brats. The XT6. Cool the Brat. There was some cool stuff. Not as cool as like 80s, 90s Mitsubishi. Yeah. Stereon. So if I have to pick, like I, I like Mitsubishi, but I mm. to where we're at and and you know where the stars are aligning in Subaru's oh. case. Not Diamond Star, just regular stars. The, the Pleiades, star of the Pleiades. Yeah, different star there. The, the seven sisters. Um it's going I, I think I gotta go Subaru, my friend. Yeah? Yeah, I've talked myself I've talked myself through it. I'm picking Subaru. Okay. And and you know, I Mitsubishi, I think it's more unique and but more problematic it is. from a marketing standpoint and from a maintenance on the road standpoint. So, okay. yeah, yeah. How about you? You you're sticking with your Mitsubishi guns? Team Mitsubishi, baby. Yeah. Okay. And here's why. Why? And I love Subaru, but Mitsubishi, like you said, uh, they peaked early. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at early '90s Mitsubishi Galavia Force, three thousand GTs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Montero was excellent. The Montero was priced like almost in Land Cruiser yeah. territory. And, and loved the Eclipse when it came out. The first gen was great. DSM's Diamante. Diamante was gorgeous. I'll say it. Front wheel drive luxury barge. That's right. Uh, 
Mighty Max. They kill it. Mighty Maxes are fun. Yeah. Um, the early ones. Good four-wheel drive. Movie. Yeah. Nice little runaround pickup. I still wouldn't yeah. mind picking one up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they had the Raider later. But when they, that, that, that ran wonderfully. Um, yes. Yeah, that wasn't really a Mitsubishi. But yeah, man, I'm going to give it to Mitsubishi. Because okay. yeah, I think they were late to the performance party. They brought the, what, Evo 8 was the first iteration of the yeah. performance Mitsubishi. So they had, we had DSMs. Yep. Which stopped in the late 90s. Because the third, yeah, because the third gen Eclipse, 2000. which came right. with a V6, was yeah. a horrible styling. Let's just agree. <sighs> that concept car was cool, though. Remember it's that concept car? It was. It was oh, it SST, I think, is what they called it. I don't remember. GST. No, because they had the GST. GST, but I think they, it was called like the SST concept. Yeah, I, I know. SCT. So I can't remember. You're very close. Definitely. And it, it looked way more cooler than what we got delivered, unfortunately. So Mitsubishi was a little late to catch up to Subaru there because O2, the WRX was everywhere, right? That was the, yes. the thing. It was like, cool, you have a Camaro V8? I'm going to smoke you with my, my Subaru. Hold on, hold on. I, I, Let's hear it. I found it. It is the SST concept. Mm. Bro. Yeah, I know. It's gorgeous. Bro. Give, me, we'll, give I'll, me a refresher. Yeah, yeah, show me after. Uh, yeah, I remember it looking good. And then the, the actual Eclipse came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. no turbo. No all-wheel drive option. So, but I'm going to give it to Mitsubishi because I think the DSMs were awesome. I, I love those cars. It, like, I'll take a Plymouth Laser. I'll take a Talon. Yeah, I'll dude. take whatever, right? Um, you, know, you know what? You know what? We forgot to mention. What's that? Starion, baby. I mentioned it before. I okay. did say Starion. I, I, yeah. I, spa- I spaced out on that. Starion. Yeah. Or I'm team or early, Conquest. I'm, I'm team early. I'm team, team early narrow body Starion personally. Okay. Well, I like the wide body because it looks like a nine four four. I know. I, I'm taking um, this. Taking this. Strong. I think we both agree that we love Mitsubishi early and Subaru later. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Is that like 80s, 80s, 90s Mitsu? Early 2000s on? Is that like saying Paul Paul McCartney and early Beatles and and John like later? I think it's almost like John is like the later Beatle, like as far as the better Beatle? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll go with when they're in their peak, right? There you go. Um, No, uh, overall Mitsubishi though, because they did kill it. They had the Expo minivan too. That's right. That's right. The expo. Um, I got a side rant. I need to talk to you about ooh. a Mercury Villager I saw at a BMX park this weekend. Ooh, was it the Nautica edition? No, even better. It was like this uh, fart. What was it called? It was uh, that would be a weird edition. Yeah, fart edition. Every car I've ever owned. Okay. Um, I forget. I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. Though it was like a gold. Uh, it was, no, it was silver and white with gold. Everything was gold. The rims, the badges. Yeah, it was gorgeous, and it didn't have a dent on it. it didn't have a door dent. Yeah, so, interesting. My mistake for not approaching the owner. Um, okay, back to it. Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. Yeah, I, I love, and they came later, like they took a little hiatus mm-hmm. with some crap. Yeah. And the Evo came back, and the Evo was hot for a long time. Yeah. And then the Evo 10 was still really good. Like they were still late in the game, putting out a car. The Evo 10 car. was good. That was yeah, a good it was car. better than the STI at the time, like performance wise. Yeah. And tech, so, and, and it was it had a really cool refresh. Literally, it was like a budget GTR. When you yeah. stack them against each other. But I'm going to go with Team Mitsubishi. I think they were more daring. I think they had cooler stuff in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. So I'm going to give them the nod. Got it. Um, but like I said, Team 80s, 90s Mitsubishi. Then I'll put on a Subaru hat and vape a little bit in the 2000s. You should. You should. Yeah. You should definitely, yeah, have like a raged out pit bull like in the backseat. Yeah. Um, you got another one? I do have another one. Okay. Um, so back to the other half of Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. The Ferrari versus. But what about the Ford? Mm-hmm. Versus Chevrolet, the classic American throwdown. Whether you want to splice that between Mustang and Camaro, or Silverado and F one fifty, or yeah, uh, celebrity versus Tempo, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Bold choices, exactly. Um, you can you can draw your line of demarcation in the sand, however you choose, my friend. Oh yeah, Chevrolet versus Ford. I think I have an inkling of what direction you're going to go to. Do I you? I think you're going to take a round oval, but I don't know because there's there's some I, highlights in both. I don't I'm, know. I'm definitely going to take a round oval. Okay. Uh, I've owned some of the icons of cheap Ford products. Mm. So I'm going to go in that direction because I absolutely love the Escort. Like, I know we didn't get the European stuff. Like, yeah. they got the Cosworth built engines. They've got the Rally Escorts, which were, I wish. I really wish Dude, we had yeah. those, man. Um, early Escort GTs. But I still love our Escort GTs. Because our Escort GTs were just uh, front-wheel drive hatchback Miatas, which was yeah, epic, some right? them, completely yeah. Mazda-built. Yeah, Mazda, Mazda ownership. Uh, I've owned an Escort GT. I've owned a Ford Taurus SHO, which I think was an under... What a super undervalued vehicle still. Absolutely. Yeah. That thing is incredibly quick. 
a 220 horsepower, 7,000 RPM out of a front wheel drive. If, it was my, if that thing was mildly restyled and had a different name, you know, they called it the whatever super snake or something like that. Yeah. That, that would have been, that would have, it, it, they'd be worth double what they are today how because they're saddened with the Taurus name. But how aren't the first gens worth a fortune right now? Because it's a Taurus. I, Everyone dude, just thinks Taurus about it. saved Ford. That car sure. legitimately saved sure Ford's company. Yeah, and Isetta saved BMW, but people aren't planning for Isettas. But as, that didn't compare, like, performance-wise. Although 2002s are, are, are worth a pretty penny right now. Yeah, yeah. TII or something like that, really clean. It's a 50, Oh, 50, now 60, they are. 60, Incredibly valuable. Um, no, the, the, the show's engine was absolutely perfect. Yeah. The car looks still good. Screamer. Very nice interior. Very comfortable. Very large. Yeah. If you're okay nice with exposed, like, screw heads and stuff like that, it's great. Welcome to 80s Ford, baby. Yeah. Uh, Chevy wasn't any better, GM. Um, but the show is an unrecognized value. I, th- I would I love so. to steal a couple of those away. Um, but yeah, their their stuff, the escorts, their budget stuff, Mustangs. Sure, is it, a joke. It's a joke. We always joke about Mustangs, but be real. Like Fox Body Mustangs are super valuable now, and they're only going up. So you're generally Mustang over Camaro. I think so. Yeah, I think it's a better platform too. That five O is pretty sweet. Maybe. Cobra Mustang from the 80s. Yeah. Well, just compare it. What's the, what's the top line Camaro? IROC Z? You have the IROC 3, 350. I don't know, because that's the thing. You, if, you go really, if you go really far down the rabbit hole, like there's each of these like special limited like like, SPT yeah, I versus, guess. Yeah. you know, S, SVO versus it's tough. I, I mean, I, I give Mustangs a nod on that one. Yeah. Because uh, they're still putting out really nice stuff. And new Camaro is pretty, pretty beefy. I wouldn't mind owning one. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind getting into one of those, but the you know, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have a Mach One or a uh, oh yeah, if we're gonna go top of line, I'd rather have a GT three fifty R versus a ZL one or TT five hundred. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one. I want some flat plane crank in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Ford's got the best pickup. We're saving PCP for later. Though. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. F one fifty, right? Best See? selling pickup of all time. It is. I Raptor. I think. Six four Raptor. I think I'm going Chevy, and not even just to be contrary, bro. Because I think, I think because oh, you're an Aveo fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just man, the Astro van with the all wheel drive. Okay, that's pretty cool. Over the, okay, that was actually the Astro. Cool. Astro <laughs> see, I mean, see, that, all the Windstar ones had its moments. Hey, you know what? The wars are won in the trenches, my friend. Yeah, and the Astro, the all wheel drive Astro is better than the all wheel drive. Um, um, Aerostar. That's um, right. I would, I would take an S10. What was the Windstar then? I think I would take an S. Where am I? An S10. Would I take an S10 over? Over a Ranger? Ranger? Oh boy. Dude, Ford, if it's a ZX2. Ford F and Ranger? If it's a ZX2, I would. I would a Ranger Splash. Ooh. With the, uh, with the graphics. You know what? You know what? Bolt. Part of it is <laughs> the fact that Ford likes to call their step sides flare, flare sides side, and their fleet sides style sides mm-hmm. still drives me insane. That alone might lead me to okay. Chevrolet. Um, I will I will definitely give the nod to she- to Ford on the Econobox side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because the Cavalier at all was so bad as compared to the Escort. God, I love Z24s. But you got to... I think right. Ford's saving grace for their Econobox was their partnership and ownership Boston. of Monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's 100%. Because, you know, if you have, if, if they just, I don't know, they're so bad. Like, those Cavaliers are so horrendously bad. There's almost none on the road. For good reason. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if I had to go fully decked IROC versus, and I'm thinking back to when I actually paid much more attention yeah. to Camaro versus Mustang. You know, I kind of waffle back and forth because I think something like a Terminator mm-hmm. Cobra so cool. is so good and so cool, but then so you, fast but, for its time. Yeah, but then just a few years before that came out, you know the SS Camaro with the the, the LS one and a six speed and the hood scoop. Sure, was the better car, and no then fire you had. Load. Yeah, I mean that's the WS6. WS six. I mean that thing is just a big schnoz on the end. Um, but that's a different that's a different model. We're yep. not going there. Yep. Um. They both have atrocious minivans. You know where I think of the Edge goes, honestly? I never really had any attraction to the 80s, 90s, early 2000s Ford trucks. 
and SUVs. The original Ford Lightning? The original OG, OG Ford Lightning? Yeah. I mean, I guess over the Silverado SS, the Ford 54 SS. Oh, I'd take a Lightning. But I I don't really like either of those trucks, honestly, because they're all very... Like the Silverado has got the bigger the bigger motor, but it only has a three speed with no overdrive. It's like crippled by that. And the first, the early Lightning is like you get a horsepower bump and an appearance package, but it's that not cool. that much different. I think the, early GM, the GMT four hundred, the GMT four hundred line of trucks, so that's mm-hmm. eighty eight to ninety nine, effectively. Okay. In every iteration, and every time you boil it down, it's like superior to the F1, the F series. Um, you know, they, because even in the late nineties, you got to the roundy ones and then the GMT 800s, I think were better than the F series. You had the, 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 the 5.4 Tritons that were firing spark plugs out no, of the they cylinder were, heads yeah, the, what was and the, the styling wasn't as good. And I think the interior build quality was nicer personally so, on, on the Silverado line. Silverado versus Raptor though. Come on. There's nothing even close. Dude, yeah, I mean that's fair. Raptors, the Raptors, the Raptors, yeah, mm. yeah. Those those well, the Raptors new ones are exceptionally quick. Yeah, and you know there was like the Silverado SS, but that's a street truck. You know yeah. that wasn't that wasn't there, and that was a fun truck, but out of its league against the Raptor. Um, yeah, but if I had to buy a truck, I think we're going to Chevy truck almost every time. No Raptor. Um, Raptor's <laughs> kind of its own deal. Raptor's yeah. kind of its own thing. Yeah, but if I got a truck, you do truck things. Fifties are pretty good too. Yeah. And then, and let alone suburb, suburban versus Ford Extinction, you know, the, the, the Exploder. Yeah. Ford or, Explorer. you know, the Ford Explorer, the early Ford Explorer has its, has, has its moments. Two-door Sport with a manual. Yeah, those are cool. I had a friend who had one of those until, they got, until it got totaled, rest, made rest in peace. Um, but, you know, like a Yukon over, uh, you know, an, ex, an Expedition, or not an Expedition. Uh, yeah, an Expedition. You know we didn't even touch on? What? Ford coming back with Fiesta STs, Focus ST, Focus RS. What did Ford she, Aspire. What did Chevy do during that period? Let's see. <laughs> you had the... Um, Let's hear it. <laughs> well, no, you had the Cobalt, the Cobalt SS. No, that was a little before. It was a little before. A little before. So you're saying they blazed the trail for the... They set the stage for no, the uh, because Fiesta, Fiesta no, ST. Because Ford had the Focus SVT and the Contour SVT. Mm-hmm. To with so what did, what did they actually have? They didn't have... Sh- Bolt EV. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Think about that. The Fiesta and Focus STs are both freaking awesome cars. You know what? You know what they actually had never had at any point. Ford. Yeah. Outside of a Ford GT, which doesn't really count. I mean, it's worth noting. You, you can't. You can't. Mid-engine. You can't just say we're not counting the Ford. He's gonna go mid engine. I'm not gonna go mid engine, but I'm gonna go a, a, a tried and true two door sports car for the masses. Since 1956, 1955. Listen to Mustang. Corvette. The Chevy Corvette has always existed, effectively. Okay. And outside of a couple of splash-in-the-pan offerings, and the Corvette is beyond an institution. I would say it's more of an institution than the Mustang. And the Mustang was... Oh. And the Mustang it was an absolute game-changer. You know, yeah. The Iacocca special. So, um, oh, boy. Team GM over here. And I think GM does some atrociously bad things. You want a Chevy Trax? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I do. I do. I, I really, really want a, um, a Buick Enclave. But, um, I mean, we can probably go back and forth on this forever. I mean, it's a, a tale as old as time. It's a good, it's a good rivalry, though. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of. I mean, we can. We'll have to revisit this. Yeah, this we is can a great revisit, one to revisit. We can do this back and forth. I wanted to do like BMW versus Mercedes, and maybe Honda versus Toyota. You want to stretch it out, baby? We can run this whole episode on these matchups. If you do, want. you want to do that? I mean, we can. We, I kind of like call it. an audible. Let's do it. Okay, well, come at, come at me, bro. All right. So uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Germans, oh, the Germans, the Germans, and I think Volkswagen's too easy. So I'm gonna oh go. Boy. I'm gonna go Audi. Okay. And BMW. Man, um, I wish I can say Audi. Why can't you wish, man? This is an open space for wishing. Because it's it's almost a no brainer for BMW, in my opinion. Is it? I, I there are some very interesting offerings from Audi, but they were they were such an also ran again here in North America. Yeah. 
But the we're talking Union. global. Let's I know, but like I have such I don't have quite the level of exposure for a lot of that. And so it's kind of hard to be to go off the offerings that I've never had an exposure to. That's fair. But Audi was almost a non-entity until the kind of the the late 90s A4. Where they the the our the first A4 here you get with the the 1.8 turbo or the 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 two point eight. When was that? V six. Ninety. No, because they had like the Audi. Before that, you had like the Audi. You had the Audi, Audi four thousand and eighty five thousand. <laughs> yeah, you had the four thousand and the five thousand. You had the Audi Quattro. The you had the Audi Quattros. GT hoops. Yeah. Um, before that, you had. Do we have new R Quattros? We're available here for a little bit for like an hour. Um, and there was some gray market stuff that came in. But really, as far as like getting any like foothold as being even remotely thought of as like an upscale, you know, brand. I mean, they were like for a while they were like Saab, but worse. You know, they had the diesels with the unintended acceleration in the eighties that kind of soured the market to them. Um, and you know, they've made some headway, and there's some really cool stuff that that we've we've got over the years. You know, the, the, the I would absolutely, I mean, I would sit down and eat a or a, a ream of paper mm-hmm. to have an R8, like an early R8 with the blades and everything. Those cars are just so cool. So cool. Uh, and I, I still have, think they're undervalued in the market. I would have sorted like B5 S4. B5, B5 S4 is fabulous. Or the RS4s that we never got here. Yeah. Or what about the one-year-only RS6? Yeah. Which is incredibly cool 2003. Car. That's it. Just the one year. That's all we yeah. got. It. Um, the new RS6. You know, they, they, they carried the torch for cool wagons, you know, kind of hand in hand. We didn't get a lot of them, but they carried that torch in, in Europe very much, just as much as, How about as the Mercedes. The, the, the first gen TT is a cool, such a cool car. I, I don't Actual think manual, lightweight, four wheel drive, turbo, 1.8 turbo, or your choice of a V6. The V6s are cool and they're underappreciated. Yeah. It's basically, that car is basically an R32 at a heavy discount with a pre, more premium build. Like, yeah. I, I think that's a fantastic buy. And they don't have the attention that they, they, they deserve, I don't think. 100%. Um, all of that said, they're not BMW. Yeah. Um, mm. Going all the way back, like one of my favorite 70s cars, which are now unattainable for me, is... You know the E9 chassis BMWs. That's your three, your your 2800 CS, your 3.0 C and CS CSI. Um, those cars are absolutely timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. The 2002 series, which are cool. I've driven a handful of them. Um, they they they're not, they're not a lot of power, but they're tossable. And that light nimble. They have one of the best greenhouses of anything you can drive. <laughs> um, then you go to an E21. The first, the first three series, yep. which if you get one of those with a limited slip rear, they're slow, but the rear ends like to step out um, and they're, they're, they're lively. Really too, yeah. And then that leads directly into its follow-up, Ooh. the E30, which is incredible. Yeah. And that's skipping over the E24 6 Series line. That's skipping over the E12 5 Series. E30. That's skipping... Peak design too. Yeah, like not I mean, only did it perform well. God, it looks good. Still it looks cute. good. It's timeless. They're built incredibly well. They have known issues and stuff, but they're 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 more far more known and easier to handle than like an eighties Audi, which were if, if you ever open the engine bay on an eighties Audi. How about a two point seven twin turbo, which is like even more? Yeah, and then you've got like the Alpina stuff that spun off of it that people ooh, did. Ooh, spicy. You got. E34 is an incredible car. E39 is arguably uh, we missed that arguably the benchmark for a midsize sedan for a performance sedan Even today. Still, everybody benchmarks against it. Yes. What, the Chevy SS benchmarked against it. Yeah. The G8 GXP, uh, everything. Yeah, I think what I, I think I, I think I saw like there was a benchmark for like the Lucid. I think Camisa mentioned on, on a video. He yeah, did. for the Lucid Air. Yeah. For the Lucid Air, and and that's a brand new. You can't even buy it right now. Twenty twenty vehicle, and we're talking E thirty nine was released in ninety six. Yeah, that's how good of a car that was. Um, you have the E thirty eight, which is you can have the argument the most, maybe the most beautiful full size production sedan. Period. I don't subscribe to that, but like the Julia. Uh well, Quadrifoglio, Quadrifoglio, yeah, yeah, yeah. or the or the yeah, the Mark Italian One Quadrifolte is, is another fantastic. Oh car. yeah, but true. 
incredibly handsome, and I haven't talked anything about M3. I five. I agree. M6. So I think Z3, Z8, Z1. We want the other M1, guy to win, but we've got to yeah, get to the I, I, you know, M, I, yeah, I don't know what I would eat. If I would eat a phone book for the RA, I don't know what I would eat for an M1, but um, just absolutely fantastic car. So I have, I have to go BMW. I just have to. Yeah. Mall Frayer. I'm with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it. You got the, the promenades mm-hmm. of BMW's badge. Um, there are some quirky, awesome Audis like an RS2 or. Yeah. And I've, I've owned a V8 S4. I've owned just a, you know, bucket of bolts, A4. And um, A3 TDI. Yeah. Like, didn't you buy it with like it puking all over itself just so you can turn it in for well, like. I, it rode well for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got paid though. Gave up the ghost. Yeah. yeah. You got some Hashtag. Get gated. Um, um, yeah, I want Audi to be. I mean, they made some great stuff. Like the S4, what was it? The B7 S4 with the supercharger. Dude, an RS3. RS3 is fantastic. Only automatic, though. That yeah, it's good automatic, automatic, though. You can still get a manual with an M3. Well, TTRS, you get that same motor. Ah, TTRS, TTRS is such a cool car. Yeah, boy, those prices, though. We should get an old TT Quattro, though. We should get one. What do you think is more impactful? U30 M3. Or, or Quattro. That's E30. It was the first, the E30 yeah, but, M3 was the first of the M's. It brought, yeah, of course, the one. Well, the M1 e, was the first, first of the M's. The one, right. well, the M, first of the M3, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the 190 E16V brought this car to make an M3. They Ur- had BMW. Ur- Quattro single handedly broke rally racing. But then Mitsubishi and Subaru killed it. Sure, but. but They're like, hey, we can do that, but better. <laughs> sort of. I mean, that Ur Quattro is such such a yeah. That was Group A, right? Where it was like no limit. Group B. Group B. Yeah. Um, and just absolute game changer. Uh, um, while the M the M three touring cars crushed. They did, and they, yeah, they 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 won like, touring car champion after touring car championship. DTM racing was M three and one ninety. But I think I think I think there's an argument to be made that the better street car. Is one you owned the one ninety E sixteen V? Yeah, I think it was a better car. I think it was. Yeah, uh, it came out first. I like the looks. Yeah, dog legs, five speed. That's cool. Yeah, uh, but Those yeah, cool. but the values dictate that the M three is more. Yeah, important. Yeah, what about? I haven't looked at values of a of, of a clean M three versus a clean clean M three Quattro. Still way for Quattro. Yeah, no M three is worth more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's you think so? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Eurospec maybe, so it's got a little extra. Well, I got you M three Evo. If you're gonna go Eurospec, and that's yeah, yeah, hands down. Two point five sixteen Evo. If you want to go. Anyways, yeah, we can go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. No, uh, I got to give it to BMW. Uh, the M cars are just good, even though they're getting muddy with all the M variants now, like M badged. Yeah, M two forty i or the X five forty i m. They've kind of lost their way, and they've gotten away from. So here's the E thirty. Which I just did yes. a completely ton, crap ton of maintenance. I'm on. pretty sure the grill on this is bigger than the new grill on the e, the, the M4s, yeah, M5, okay. M3s. That's not right. Um, but you can't even check the oil with a dipstick on a modern BMW. Well, it's not like, even modern. Not for the last 20 I mean, years. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, modern for you. <laughs> modern is <sighs> like anything outside the 90s. Yeah, it's tough. Because I, 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 I have a love-hate relationship with BMW. There's so much of their stuff that's beyond timeless and, and absolutely dreadful maintenance wise at the same time just, some of their stuff yeah and it's just like they balance out. like i would love an e46 we talked about it i would love an e46 m3 i loved one but but you got to what lo- better to have loved than lost yeah get her never get rid of it while getting rid is good i know before it starts uh vanus issues and subframe issues i don't and, like my oil anymore but. and and yeah broad bearing issues and issues 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 and a lot of that's overblown with all as it's with every stuff yeah and, you know, 996 IMS bearings and whatnot. Anyways, um, bore scoring. Exactly. Bore scored and seven years ago. Um, <laughs> I got bore scoring every engine I've ever looked in. Um, boy, what's another good one? How? Oh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, how about this? Uh-oh. Lexus. Oh. Or Acura. Because I think it's an easy answer, with the exception of one very the, special car. Well, really, two no, very, yeah, special, really two enough. very special cars, right? 
One is more attainable than another. <clears throat> They're both getting pretty unattainable, though. Um, you know what? Lexus, my friend. I'm okay. going to go with it. Tell because me why. Lexus, I know, technically Acura was first to the table from taking a Japanese make, a making a luxury variant. They were the, well, they were. They were. Infinity which, wasn't first. Well, was it? Was it Acura? I think Acura was launched first. Yeah, Acura was the first. Okay. Sorry, beat, I heard Lexus. Yes, yeah, they Acura. beat Lexus to the table. Yeah, 86, right? Yeah, the Legend. Yeah. Um, which and was Integra. Cool. And the Integra. But the Legend was like their, their flagship, yeah. like really nice vehicle. I think the problem is Lexus came on with a wider array of vehicles. They had SUVs, crossovers, cars. The LS400 was like a Mercedes targeted killing machine. Yeah, I think the LS400 is still looks good. Still, I would say it's probably, I would argue that it's probably the most impactful luxury car of the 90s. Absolutely. Flat out. Absolutely. But oh, here's a, here's a, just take a poll. How many LS400s do you see for <laughs> sale versus how many Acura Legends are cruising? Yeah. Or even W140. I mean, it's tough. Like with some of the German stuff because they didn't sell in the volume. Yeah, we're just talking about the Japanese trying to muscle in on their territory. Yeah, and Lexus two forty five. Lexus was bringing Toyota reliability to the table. They were bringing and like their luxury touches were nicer. Like the interior of an LS four hundred is nicer than the Acura build quality. Right, MDH the and their SUV. They killed it with SUVs. Like Acura, like we talked about, used the Suzu to bring an SLX to the market, right? Because they needed a crossover. Meanwhile. Yeah, the Lexus with their big butt RXs, and then mm-hmm. the LX. Let's not yeah. even mention how awesome the LXs were, yeah. which were rebadged Land Cruisers. Yeah, I mean, which is one of the best vehicles ever made. Sure. Yeah. No, it's um. Okay. Yes, and here's what you were alluding to. Yes. What, the what, Integra what, what, Type what, R what, and the Acura NSX. Well, which yes. Hondas everywhere else. However, <laughs> I was alluding to the NSX and a Lexus flagship, the LFA. I was going to say the LFA over an NSX. LFA is the elephant in the room. And as much as I... I mean... Dude, you take it's the different. They're, they're different. You, well, you have to. You, you literally, if it's have you ever heard of one? <laughs> oh, dude. Um, it's an absolute monster. Uh, and But they're they're, they're, they're in different, two different weight classes, honestly. Yeah. But they they yeah. were... It was like, here's our flagship. This is what we can do. And, and, and decades apart. Sure. Um... Well, but I'm right there with you. And, and remember, that's, NSX ran the 2002? 02, I think, right? Yeah. Two, maybe 03. But um, but there's a new one. They're still producing the NSX. They're not producing the LSA, aren't LFA they done, anymore. Aren't they done with the NSX after this year, though? I believe this year. is the final yeah. year because they're doing the Type S, um, which would be cool. They're already sold out. so Yeah. I'm not, I was going to go buy one, but they're sold out. I, I'd still take my first gen over there. Yeah. Your one. Yeah. And I, I drove one that I, I know we, we talked about. Did, yeah. we, did we discuss it on... I think on, you, on the air. On the air, we didn't discuss, but I did invite you to drive my Cayman S after the compare. Yeah, we need to do that. We yeah. need to do a. I need to get you behind. Not exactly a side by side. I, I was surprised with how light the steering was. And Front was, end, super direct, light. very direct, very light, very. Um, what year? Ninety four with so forty have... forty two thousand miles. Okay, so you had a hard top with no power yes. steering. That's yeah. how I was. Steering was great. Three. It was a little twitchier than I was anticipating, but the tires are twenty years old. That's um, sketchy. Yeah, no, I was not pushing this thing. This was I, I, you know, I saw very much within the speed limit. Well, I've got some old super sports on my Cayman, so there you go. It, it still go. steps out. But I'm right there with you. I would go. I'm. I would go Lexus, and I am a bit of a, a Toyota fanboy. Mm. But um, they make a nice vehicle. And they last, like the quality, just, the build and, quality. And it's easy to see here and be like LFA or, or NSX or or whatever. Um, but I think, as I said before, I, you know, the, the war is one in the trenches. And I think the day-to-day cars, the Integra was probably the better bare bones yeah. entry-level car because it was cheaper than anything from Lexus. Because Lexus, yes. for the longest time, you just had the ES300s. But it's... It's a much those are well, that's a very good very car. It's a very yeah. different car. Yeah. No sport. Well, zero they had the SC. Lexus had the SC to compare. Right. Which well, is a much heavier. It's a different. That's more like the Legend Coupe. Yeah, it's a better Legend Coupe. I like yeah. a Legend Coupe six speed, but it's different. I'll take an SC three hundred with a manual. Good to ninety seven, I think. Was the last year you can get a, an SC? Yeah. 
And the SC the managers were all autos. They were all autos. Yeah. They were cool. End of the run, I think you got 290 horsepower. I still like the SC430. SC430, you know what? It's I funny. Like it. That's I want, my I'm, review, man. I actually kind of loved it a little bit. We need to do, a, I, we need to do a, an episode of this where we discuss cars that are kind of unloved and what can you conceivably do in the aftermarket to fix it. Clarkson named it the worst car ever created. It is, which I think buried that car, which is silly that like one rotund British man can single-handedly take out a, 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 a whole <laughs> model. But, um, you know, there are, it's not a perfect car. There's some stuff that could have been better. The, those pie plate wheels were kind of goofy. Oh, come on. Um, or the back seat touching the back of the driver's Yeah, the unusable <laughs> back seat. But, you know, it was an early hard top. It's bulletproof, reliable, good appointments. Yay. They have some good colors, especially you get that, like, Merlot um, red. The Merlot red, and you've got the, the like the metallic brown. The interiors with were the, the Pebble Beach the edition. Part, yeah, no, they were nice. Like I, I, the review I did was on one with that. Uh, what was it? Bird's Eye Maple? No, no, Japanese something. Yeah, the, the really light Bonsai. maple. It was going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> something. Bonsai wood green. Something. Um, something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's gorgeous. Bu- Bukake edition, but the um. Banana yellow. Exactly. Banana grams. So, no, those are cool. So, I think I got to give Lexus the nod. And they were, especially earlier on, they were okay. they were later to market, but they really kind of reset the market in a way that I, I don't think. Still do. Still run the market. They, yeah. they dominate. Run this bitch. They're awesome. It's like, it's like literally, and it's, they did well in establishing themselves. Because when you mention Lexus, the people are like, oh, I can't afford that. Right, and exactly. Versus Acura, they're like, oh, it's like an ILX. Like, I don't yeah, even make the TO anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. But Lexus really established themselves. What an image, brand image, and what an awesome vehicle. You know? For sure. Faux show. Well, I think I need to cook up, oh. cook, cook up a hot quiz to throw you, my friend. Yeah, toss it um, on me, baby. Well, let's see. I've got a, I've got a couple of different options here. I've got, so I keep a hopper. I keep a, a, a mm. running a running list of cars that I can potentially put your <laughs> way. Let's hear um, it. And so I've got. Let's see. Some of these are more difficult than others. Um, shoot, I really want to do this one, but it sucks because I don't think you're going to get it. Mm. And I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to set you up for failure. Oh, I'm caring. Okay, you know, I'll do this one. Um, boy, it's a little. Uh, there's a. It's, it's challenging, but I don't. I don't think it's completely impossible. No. Are you ready for the quiz and for the uninitiated? The way this works is, I will read a piece of print ad copy from a magazine. Those were things that you used to uh, read. Yeah. Um, I will self. Take out and censor the name and make and model okay. and other identifying items uh, that would make it so you can guess this easily. But you will have three chances to guess okay. based upon the type copy from this ad from the 80s, the 90s, or the early 2000s. Are you ready, Chadwick, for this challenge? Frank, I'm ready. Okay. At the top. So it says, it, it, it's, it's really interesting. I have to see this one. So it has the vehicle in the bottom right-hand corner. It's another two-pager. We're, oh. we're, we're a fan of the two-page ads here. Yeah. And it's a two-pager. It's got its headlights on. There's like the sunset in the distance. And then it has different parts of the car, like floating around it. Oh, in, like the, in the ether. Call-outs. There's a steering wheel. Then there's a seat. Then there's some shocks. Okay. And then there's a turbocharger. Oh. And then there's a, a, an electronic ECU sitting there. And it says... Are we the only ones who think a performance car should be made this way? I don't know. Not everyone shares our point of view on what makes a performance car a performance car. Some offer merely the momentary elation of acceleration. Others offer little more than the status of owning them. But the blank was built in the belief that the truest test of a performance car lies not in how well, it does one thing, but in how many things it does well. By keeping consistent command over an orchestra of vital engine functions, this curious little box, this is next to the ECU, yeah. <laughs> can maximize combustion and give you better performance. Oh. Blank's turbo pulls 60% horse. Sorry. Okay, that is actually what this says. 
Blank's turbo pulls 60% horsepower boost from its 2.3 liter multi-port fuel-injected engine with virtually no ad, no lag. The next of the shocks. This is something actually you won't find on many cars. Two extra shocks for more performance control in both turning and acceleration. Plus sticky Goodyear Eagle tires, a turbocharged engine and sports suspension. Because we don't believe in giving you the power to perform without also giving the tools to use it wisely. Hmm. When we designed articulated seats to adjust precisely to give you thigh, hip, and lumbar support, it wasn't just because we thought they looked good. Oh, good to know. Then around a steering wheel, literally around it. (laughs) No special effects, no tricks, just the facts. To us, an instrument panel is an opportunity to say as much as possible in the least possible time. If you can believe the ability of performance car to perform in more ways than simply straight-ahead acceleration is what makes it worth the sticker price, then we can suggest that you call us at 1-800... I can't read it because it would give it away. Yeah. For free. The uh, free blank well, catalog. We may have made a performance the way you would want, but hoping somebody would. The blank. Dude. So... Extra shocks, bro. Extra shocks? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> two of them. It mean, so it means two extra four, shocks. I, I read four-wheel independent suspension. I don't know. It's got two extra shocks, bro. Stuck. Maybe there's two in the trunk and boxes still when you right. blow yours out. Trumps in the front, hose in the back, trumps in the trunk, brother. The big thing, I think it has a turbo. It does. Uh, it certainly has a turbo. It has a 2.3 liter engine. 60% horsepower boost. From a 2.3 liter. I guess compared to its 2.3 NA. Or not horsepower boost. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, two extra shocks, Goodyear tires. So I got a couple cars that come to mind. Okay, uh, two point three liter is interesting. I know the later Mazda speeds went with that, but we're not sure. talking about that. We are. Uh, Do those have two extra shocks? Uh, I think they have just enough. <laughs> uh, we've got. For you a curious what? little box. Yeah, it doesn't tell what the drivetrain is. It doesn't say front wheel drive, rear wheel drive. I'm assuming rear wheel drive. Um, I got on, account, on account of the shocks. I got a couple. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple guesses. I don't really have much help here because it really is just Turbo 2.3 is the only identifying stuff, really. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Mercor XRTI. Ooh. Is my first guess. That is incorrect. Mm. However, um, you are incredibly close, not only by drivetrain, but by name. It's it very much is not that, but by name, Merc like I just yeah, Mercur XR4 Ti. It is not that, but um, you are. I don't want to say you're as close as you could be because I think maybe you could potentially be closer without getting it. But um, yeah, you are you are very close both in drivetrain and in in pronunciation of the make and the model. Yep. So that leads me to my second guess, and I I don't even need a hint. <laughs> it's going to be the Mercury Capri Turbo, not the RS with the 5.0. That is incorrect, my friend. Get out of here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to tell you you have the make correct. Yeah, the Mercury. You have the make correct. You do not have the model correct. Okay, the model is quite incorrect. I know. I know what we're talking about. That or speed round. All right. Well, I don't want to waste my last guess. I want to. I, I have a great idea of what it is. Okay. Uh, and some of these had the word turbo in the name. Do you need to consult the eight ball? I don't. Okay. I always like to, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask for a hint. Okay. And is this uh, feline in nature, the na- the nomenclature of this vehicle? Perhaps. Well, that's okay. That's my hint is perhaps. <laughs> well, I already told you it's a Mercury. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's a Mercury. So it's hard because they changed the name. So I don't want to be caught out on a technicality here. Okay. Was it the Mercury Cougar Turbo Coupe? You're mixing and matching, but yes. So it is, it, the Turbo Coupe is actually the fire, the Thunderbird version because that was the Thunderbird Turbo Coupe. Okay, yes. This is the Mercury, the 1985 Mercury, Mercury Cougar. Cougar XR7, XR7 Turbo. So Mer- Mercure XR4 Ti is about as close as you get to Mercury XR7 Turbo. It's literally the same Turbo. power plant and drivetrain. Yes, <laughs> it is. 
It is. I went for the weirder one because I thought you would have went with that. Ah, no, it is, a, it is the, the 1985 Mercury Cougar XR7 Turbo. I'm very sure they made the Capri with that 2.3 also from the Mustang. The other one was I Mustang SPL. I think they SPL. did. I Are think you it, sure? I think they did. I think it was a. I think it was the 1.8. No, I think they actually... I don't think it was. Here's the other one. No, that's the, you're thinking the later one. But that's gorgeous. See the two shocks? Great See the ad. extra shocks? Yeah. I know I had to do it for the ad copy. It literally with all those, the shots. random bits and pieces. And like, here's a floating turbo. I like how like 1985 was like this curious little box. The like, one, oh, you mean the ECU? The 1.8 turbo. You're thinking of the uh, Capri XR2. There yeah. was an RS2. Yeah, RS2 turbo. 2.3 liter four cylinder Mercury. Capri. Oh, okay. So you're the, the Fox body. Platform. It was the uh, yes, because okay. that's where the Capri yeah, RS yeah, yeah. was with a 5.0. Yeah, so no, you're right. I was thinking so, the XR2. So I had Mercury Capri and I had Mustang SVO. Which yeah. all actually they're all the same. And the thing. and the and the turbo, yeah. The I mean different platform, car. but basically the same yeah. car. Yeah. It's the same Almost same motor me. transmission. You got me a technical park right from the Well, I think you I think you have got a lot of Ford under your belt, and the two point three turbo um is such a mainstay, it kind of like was able yeah. to pigeonhole it. I, I don't know if you were up on the double shock situation. Uh, but I think unique the, to the Mercury Cooper. I think the S V O though had independent shots, if I do remember correctly. I don't know. I, I think, think it was a. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to probably yeah. purchase one. But yeah, like I said, there's like based on just that ad, maybe the shocks withholding uh, that information, the Capri Turbo or the SVO sure. or the Cougar or the. Yeah, you're right. What was the other? The uh, Turbo Coupe. The, yeah, the Turbo Coupe. The Turbo Coupe. And Those all, were cool. Like, they all the had that. Uh, but it's say yeah that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it it would have been. So you kind of had a five. I figured you would have had it pinned down to five. Yeah. Off the rip. <laughs> Just, just based off the 2.3 turbo, because it's kind of, there's not a whole lot else out there. Yeah, I really thought you would go with the Mercur. Man. I think I remember looking up Mercurs, and I couldn't find one that was nearly descriptive enough. Yeah. Um, and plus, I was, I don't know what it was. I was watching this old car or something on YouTube, and I, I, I got an a, a, a XR7 kick. Yeah, but, they're cool. They're really um, cool. Well, real quick, I know we're kind of running out of, we're, we're burning the, uh, the, the candle down. We are. To the bottom here, both as ends. far as time. Yep. I'm always burning it at both ends. But what about um, it's a, Project Car? Too many burritos. Updates. Um, I know Project I know. Car last week progress. we discussed, you were, you were talking about doing some paint on some wheels, and I was discussing pulled out Lexuses. Um, yep. Just real quick, what do you, what do you, what do you got for well, we're still on that E30. Uh, the front bumper, the lower valance area was in a bit of a, a ding. Yes. It must have been a significant ding, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So that's a, pretty high up. Hit a, a juvenile Sasquatch or something. Yeah. Juvenile Sasquatch mm-hmm. to its ground. Good name for a band, by the way. I think so. Yeah. Juvenile yeah. Sasquatch. K-pop. Yeah. They're from the Seattle, Washington area. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it uh, took a good hit. So the valance, which is actually steel at this period, uh, was bent in pretty bad, dislodged, broke the fog light bracket, it's damaged down there, the lip is MIA, Uh, some other parts were MIA, but we were able to get most of those parts. Uh, So really it was just bending steel back to its form as best I could without like, you know, in-house body shop stuff. Uh, So getting that back in shape and then obviously the paint, the paint really takes a beating on E30s there because it's such a flat front end. Rock chip city. Rock chip city, the paint tends to get faded. Uh, for some reason, it's always weird on cars how they paint the bumpers and front valances usually separately from the body sure. of the car. So yeah. you usually see that quality of paint. It fades yeah, a lot. Yeah, especially on a, on a color, a weak color like a gold like this. But thankfully, the rest of the paints are pretty good. The shape, paint's in good but, shape, but yeah, the body likes to fade. The body it's gets a, a lot more loving from. with quality of paint. And I, I so I brought the paint bag, primer. You know, obviously sand, primer, yep. paint, clear, yep. and it's gonna. It's it's looking so far. Like obviously a thousand times better than how it looks before. Yeah, for sure. uh, and we've got the front lip, the OEM lip to put back on, so that'll be nice. Uh, it couldn't fit before because the kink in the bodywork. But hey, there you go. We do what we gotta do. Uh, quick, back to you, sir. Oh boy. Um, you know I have not done too too much. I've been busy with just doing car photography work. So how that's it. That's a different. I know that's a horse. That's a horse of a different color. But um, I was able to start poking around. The, the further tail of the 924 Turbo. Um, the legacy continues. Exactly, exactly. Um, the never-ending story. So, there's got a... 
So the bearing in the alternator is a little little noisy, a little squeaky at times. Not the muffler bearing. No, not, and it's fresh. It's topped off on blinker fluid. But what it does need yes. is, um, so I don't know. Here's the thing. The, there's a voltage drop between the positive side and the battery and the positive side on the alternator. Mm. Like it's losing two volts between, like it'll be like 14.3 on the alternator side, but then like 12.2, 12.3 on the battery side on the positive, which is not what it needs to be. Is there like a rat's nest of wiring going to random directions? I think there's just, I think there's still like a corrosion issue. In, okay. In a, in a, a resistance issue. Yeah. I don't think, I think there's just a resistance issue in the, in the wiring, the, the, the B plus side from battery to the alternator. And so on I, the next I should episode, probably... <laughs> on the next episode of another Pointless Automotive Podcast, my here's car is Frank completely in, engulfed in flames. Frank in his garage laying out the entire wiring loom all yeah, over his I'm, garage. Yeah. So I have a choice to make. It's either I try and cut the loom open uh, and, and, and reroute that particular... Because nobody makes a replacement like someone. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so... Or I go like ghetto hack and I just like jump do a jumper wire between the mm-hmm. between the battery and and then just like zip tie to the side of the harness along along the route. Or I can cut the harness open and splice cut it, in. splice it in, yeah. and shrink wrap it back in. I don't know. I haven't decided how much I want to get into it. But if I'm going to do that, then I have to do the alternator. And this is all to say in a car that I'm just like I should probably get out from under. You're just adding more projects. I know. To I know. And I just that's tough. It's tough. It's just like how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? It's a vicious cycle. So, you know, it's, it's like early 80s Porsche problem. It's like a crazy ex that keeps texting you. I know. Frank. You up, girl. Frank. Why'd you call me girl? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to go too far down that. I, I've got a decision to make. It's keeping me up at night. I've got plenty of other projects that are keeping me up at night. Um, What's that like? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so... That's it. Not a ton of progress, but I've, I've got more stuff I need to chew on and work on mentally. Yeah. Um, which is knowing is half the battle. So you can't I, love I your cars until you love your cars. Until you love yourself inside your cars. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll add two extra shocks. I haven't decided yet. Um, go <laughs> oh full XR, the full XR7 experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. Very I cool. know um, we've we've at least a couple of times talked about maybe doing more road trip recordings. So yes. I think maybe um, this is going to be, I think we're about, we're roughly 20 episodes in, which is fun. Maybe, maybe 21, we can finally um, be eligible to drink a beer yeah. and then we can maybe record elsewhere. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. Yes. Um, so yeah, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks a lot guys for checking us out. Yeah. Follow along on all of the things us. We are collectively, um, at another pointless automotive podcast on all of the places you find your podcast. Also at APA podcast on Instagram. There's a couple of things there to watch out for. Please participate. Chadwick, where are you? Auto obsessive garage on YouTube. You can watch me uh, bringing these fine projects back to life. Only that, the finest. Have you seen that tracer? Okay. Yeah, that should probably be left on the side of the road or in a river somewhere, but yeah, bringing those back and doing some reviews every once in a while. Uh, and Instagram too. I'll post random stuff every once in a while. Yep. But where can we find you, Frank? Ooh, I'm taking pictures of cars and uh, playing with them in general on uh, the Photographer's Garage on YouTube and the Instagram. Follow there. Tag along. Thanks for checking us out here. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. Bye. Later. Toodles.